Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Erica. And I'm Amy. And it's misogynist of the week. And uh, sometimes I find like this is our jazziest one. Sometimes. Because sometimes <laughs> we're just ready to go home. Other times we're tired. <laughs> sometimes we're just discouraged and we hate everyone. I think this, so, could, I think this is going to be fun. Yeah. I think this is, uh, this is someone who's a little overdue in my opinion. I agree. I'm surprised it's taken this long. May may not be the last time either, so you know. I mean, we can only hope. Yeah, but let's layer it all. Let's pile on. All right, just so in case it's the only time we get to do this. <laughs> Our misogynist of the week is provincial member. Our misogynist of the week is member of provincial parliament in Ontario uh, for Nepean and the Ontario cabinet minister for. What is she the minister for? Uh, <laughs> give me one second. Isn't something it good. something to do with children? Hang on, I'll, I'll give you children education or whatever. It's a, it children, actually doesn't say in her bio. Children, community, and social services. All right. No, because she has mom of yeah. whatever, and I'm just like fur baby mom. Fuck off. It's like sorry, cares. children, children, community, and social services. Okay. Our misogynist of the week is the. Ontario Member of Provincial Parliament uh, for Nepean and Ontario Cabinet Minister for Children, Communities, and Social Services, Lisa McLeod. Whoa. Ugh, what a what a joy she is. I'm sure we'll build, we'll go through the whole cabinet. <laughs> so, uh, in our episode earlier this week, we talked about how the Doug Ford government um, was cutting the um free tuition for low income families so basically um lisa mcleod had some thoughts about this but she actually only had thoughts on twitter once um it was announced that former premier and member of provincial parliament for the liberal party kathleen Wynne, who is the liberal critic for colleges and universities was going to be providing a response to the announcement that the pcs were going to be making all these changes to post-secondary funding And uh, Lisa McLeod quote tweeted this and said, girl, don't go away mad. Just go away. Who the fuck does she think she is? And Lisa McLeod can disagree with Kathleen Wynne's positions on whatever the fuck she wants to. That's her prerogative. But the fact that she continually uses girl as a way to demean her political opponents in women in particular is entirely sexist. Mm -hmm. There's some, it's not only sexist. It, it does, it does smell like racism. Yeah. It definitely Mm. does not sound like her. That's not her. She's using, (laughs) she's using, um, black vernacular. Yes. To demean other people. So what is she saying about that vernacular? Is that it's insulting? And I'm sorry, when white when white women, please don't use the word girl. Please, when you're girl, girl please. Like, see, don't, don't do that. Because it's kind of like, 
I don't know. It makes me feel discombobulated. It makes me, it, it's jarring to me. If it's not something you would normally say and you've never said it before, don't say it probably. But also don't say it to you, uh, black women or racialized women in particular. Yeah, because you're not going to get a good response. I feel like that happens a lot. It you hear does. people and you're like, where is this coming from? Yeah. I think the Lisa McCloud thing is also a little bit. She's saying it to Kathleen Wynne, which is like weird. They're not chummy like that. Mm-hmm. It's clearly a put on. Uh, it's an effort it's to a black sound thing. like like that. And, it, and it's also like she's trying to sound like, you know, Twitter sensation Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is actually like reading people on Twitter and like, you know, being shady sometimes, but like quippy and funny. And, and she's got these like dimensions that she can play with because like they're naturally hers. And then like, here's Lisa McLeod, like just like kind of trying to do a little bit of that. And I actually know, I mean, I, I've, I've met Lisa McLeod. I've heard her speak at a bunch of things. and I've met a lot of uh, conservative women like her who think that they are like giving you the real talk and they're like, mm-hmm. they're, they're getting like, they're on your level. They're so hip. And like all of it sounds so fucking phony. Um, and I think she's she's a little bit like that. I've never heard her say girl, <laughs> but she I could I could hear her doing that and trying to like play relatable in that way. Um, but it's just it's gross and it's greasy. And there's just no way that it's not misogynistic to say that and to say mm-hmm. to fucking Kathleen Wynn, because Kathleen Wynn is critiquing you and to be like, girl, bye, you lost the election. Like, fuck, go fuck yourself. She's like still elected and still the critic of like colleges and universities. So it's like it's not funny. It doesn't make you sound smart to be like so dismissive of her, yeah. um, you know, and like you are in power. So it's not as impressive for you to say that, too. It just sounds really petty. Because and not petty in a good way, you know? Yeah, because it's not fun when you're punching down. That's just rude and kind of bullying. It's just so disrespectful. And like a cult and like for a party that's always talking about like respecting like people. It's just like that's politics. really gross. Like at least like they're always like they love touting all their old leaders and like or the women in their party and all the like women who've who've blazed trails. And then Kathleen when they like first openly like gay woman premier of ontario like still sitting in her seat you know i don't love like i actually like a lot of things about kathleen Wynn. i didn't vote for her but i respect her and like you're like this is this is the tone you use and i don't believe in like respectability politics or tone policing but like lisa mcleod does mm-hmm. she don't polices everybody else but then suddenly when it's lisa mcleod oh no 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 she has to be like girl bye get out of here um first of all i feel like that meme was so 2014 (laughs) that whole girl bye girl bye Mm -hmm. you know i feel like it's it's out of date anyway but there's something i don't know like i'm sitting here and i'm like what is it about that that just does not rub me the right way because i actually don't want to I don't want to completely like no. I police people, I don't, I don't and know. I don't want to like, police language. You say language. what you want to say, and say what's authentic to you, and yeah. say what's right. But like the there's only like I don't think you could read this one as being said as like something she would earnestly ever say face to face, yeah, or to anyone, frankly. 
I don't and I don't think like and I think it's just done for like cheap political points because she thinks it's funny and savvy and people clamor onto tweets like this now. Um, but it's not but it's not done in earnest or any any authenticity. So I don't think it's quite tone policing. I think it's just more like check yourself and check your privilege when you talk like this. Um, and at the same time, this is someone who po- is p- actively policing people like Lisa McLeod. Here's some like one of the highlights of the things she's done since being in the office is like cutting, you know, the low income, uh, the guaranteed lo- uh, wage for low income folks, the pilot that the mm-hmm. Ontario government had re- had mm-hmm. done. Yeah. You know, this is someone who's like policing like thing and like sa- has said some pretty despicable things about how low income people spend their money and and, uh, you know, like is actively policing how people spend their time and govern themselves and from a classist and racist point of view um, on a daily basis as a person in power using their power um, in, in these in these kinds of ways. So I, it's a little bit different than like, you know, than that. But it's like the hypocrisy of it. It's like you get to use this language when it conveniences you uh, because you think it's fun and trendy and you're sheltered from people getting to judge you uh, because you look the part of a woman in politics and a woman in power. And if a young person or a racialized person were to use the same vernacular, you would be like, you're ignorant. You are uneducated. You have no place to speak in politics. Yep. Cardi B, why are you speaking about yep. politics? Uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, why are you talking like a young person? You are an elected official. You should talk like an elected official. Or, you know, racialized person, black person, black Twitter, why do you talk like that? Black Twitter is irrelevant to politics when in fact black Twitter is making the culture but like that's how people that's how people like lisa mcleod see people who speak like this except when they are lisa mcleod could you imagine if the ontario provincial parliament had someone like alexandria ocasio-cortez and lisa mcleod had tweeted something and the young person in ontario had quoted them and said girl no or girl bye or girl what the, what, what the hell do you think you're doing or whatever something with girl mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. would have lost her shit Oh, totally. So disrespectful, all the like sort of shit. Who like, do you think you are? Someone rain. <laughs> Where are the adults? In the room? Yeah. <laughs> all these like expressions we keep hearing like on repeat now. You know, the funny thing is, is that I've known of white girls to use that kind of vernacular. But usually they, it's because they've been around communities of color like they grew up around communities of color like they're the real deal like they're not trying to pretend and it's this it's this it's this well we can wear your culture when we want to and then discredit it when we want to that it that is the difference in power and so when we're talking about what language can be used what you can say i have a problem in general with white people in general using um, especially hip-hop-based language, let's say. I'll just say hip-hop-based language for now. Um, it's, 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 like that, it's like that kid who, you know, it, it's like that Catholic school kid who one day, who, you know, in the, when, who we were talking about with Nathan Phillips, who will one day say, bro, brother. And you're just like, no, 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 no. I ain't your brother. Actually, some white guy on Twitter, some conservative was like, calm down, sis. I was like, I'm not your sis. Yeah. I, I just have a big issue with people using girl when they mean women 
in general it's just like girl boss or yeah there's that too there's this infantilization of women you know whereas if you're using it in the context in like the black and brown context girl is more of it's just a short from girlfriend yeah exactly exactly which is which is to say that you're my girl. Like yeah. you're you're my friend. We're tight. We're my cool. We're, we're my home girl. Exactly. That's what it's there for. It's not like girl boss, which is its own sort of like infantilization of women. By the way, after the um, hot takes on MLK season, which will end at the end of February, then we get then we get all the girl in pink for March. Perfect. Great. which Something will last for forward to yay great um i also wanted to bring up uh, another someone else who kind of also uses girl in a lot of their branding and that's rachel hollis who she's a new york times best-selling best-selling author she's a tv personality she's a motivational speaker she's got a podcast she's got a, like a company she's one of inc magazine's top 30 entrepreneurs under 30 she's kind of like a i i, I assume conservative um, but very religious based like book series. Um, she's got three books called Party Girl, Sweet Girl, Smart Girl, which I think are fiction. Um, and then she's got two kind of self helpy books. One Girl Wash Your Face. This is her newest one. It's oh, called that one. Girl Stop Apologizing. Oh, ew, ew, ew. oh her. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, and they're and they're again like there are a number of issues there with just like the use of girl and the infantilization mm-hmm. of adult women um, who are reading her books and consuming her media. So, yeah. Girl, wash your face or girl, go and wash your face. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not your girl. Mm-hmm. We're not like that. So I don't know who she's talking to because she ain't talking to me. Yeah. But I find that like the, the infantilization is increasingly becoming worse in politics. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, I think it goes back to what Amy was saying, whereas they're trying to be of the people and trying to be. Mm. And now if you think about it, like just like how everybody's getting on their, their Instagram stories to show you what they cooked or the, or the, the laundry they did the night before that, or as they're doing it. Um, every politician now, I swear to God, every woman politician yeah, it's come like out with Beto getting his fucking teeth clean. That's yeah. Like, no one wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that shit. I don't want to see you get like, I don't want to go get my teeth clean. I don't yeah. sit here and watch you on Instagram getting your teeth clean. People choose your content properly. <laughs> anyway, all this to say that I, I think that, um, there is going to be this push to be, like you said, relatable. And the idea, I, the idea that you can put on a costume mm-hmm. and be someone else mm-hmm. to relate to people who wouldn't fuck with you anyway. Well, people are really <laughs> missing the point. They seem to think that the medium is the thing that people are relating yeah. to. Right. Which is not at all the thing that's happening. It's what all the Democrats are missing right now. And it's what people here are missing, too. It's like people don't relate to like 
AOC because she's on Twitter and she snarks. Like, in part, that's true, but it's, like, literally because she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Like, she, she, the perspective of which she is snarking from is, like, one that they share. Thing isn't, the thing that's fascinating isn't that she's, like, doing the Instagram lottery, the, the Instagram video of the lottery, is that she's there like kind of crying kind of being like who like amazing that me and i'm here i've been elected by you people and i'm gonna show you each step of the way because you got me here and i'm you and we're like this is the people's fucking house that's why it's so cool it's not because she's you know instagram storying every second of her fucking life it's because her life is fucking crazy yeah and i first of all she's just she's just a captivating figure First of all, can we just talk about how she has A, a personality, and B, a presence? Mm-hmm. Which is what a lot of these motherfuckers don't have. Lisa McLeod, all she, I feel like Lisa McLeod yells just to be noticed, and that irritates me. It really irritates me. It's different from a loud voice, I'm just saying. Just for all my loudies out there, yes. Um, but it's, it's, that, it's that she's telling a story, hence instagram stories she's narrating each step of the way she is providing access by Mm -hmm. the way Mm -hmm. behind the scenes access that i know i haven't seen before Mm -hmm. of i didn't even know there was a lottery but she took us through it yeah in fact i haven't watched my my alexandria ocasio cortez instagram stories this weekend i'm behind who knows what i'd be missing I could be missing something else. But the point is, is that like, I feel like I'm missing out. And the reason is, is because what she provides is of value and it's not anywhere else. And I think that's really important too. Nobody cares as much about Beto O'Rourke as as much as what he represents. Or I don't know what it is right now because I was never bullish on this man. Mm-hmm. I feel like he he got to rise to the top without being properly vetted. And now people are complaining that they're vetting him. And I'm just like, anyway, the point is that nobody cares. Well, he's supposed to get elected. He hasn't risen to shit. So, mm. well, there there's another thing. People are treating him like he's being like groomed up for some shit. Yeah, but, but he hasn't even proved he can win anything anyway um all what i'm at the end of the day i mean the access the charisma and you feel as though she's being real she doesn't have to put a mask on to pretend to use language that's not her language and not to be real mm-hmm. yeah Lisa McLeod needs to like like you said, Erica, she's not gonna be getting pulling in voters who speak like that because she writes that on Twitter. Yeah, because they actually look at what the fuck her policies are. Yep. Okay. If anyone's changing their vote based on what someone like whether or not someone writes a girl on Twitter, mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah so yeah. do I. <laughs> but it's it's just like it's that's another phase of the infantilizing or the patronizing view that 
people in institutional politics have of voters that they think that everyone is is you know blindly following this trendy new thing of voting for these um, out of the ordinary, not your typical politicians uh, because they sound a certain way. Um, instead of really looking behind, no, people actually are feel disenfranchised and they're voting for people because of what they're saying, not because how they're saying it. Um, and they're missing like and they're missing the whole point um, of, of what's being said. And, and also, I mean, how it's being said has significance, but it can't just be supplanted through some other. Uh, disem- it's not a disembodied voice either. Right. Um, but but that's, again, more of the paternalism that which people in politics have about voters. And how many times do we have to say that our culture is not a costume for you to wear and mm. take off when you feel like it? Listen, if they can't blackface, they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> steal all your words. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get caught in October. I know it. Every year it happens. Somebody gets caught. All right, that does it for this episode. Follow us on social media, Twitter at Bad and Bitchy on Instagram, Bad and Bitchy Pod, Facebook slash Bad and B Podcast, and email us, Bad and B Pod at gmail.com. Bye. 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 B